Rise and Shine Pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. So today is one of my favorite types of episodes, you guys, because it is a girly chit-chat with my girl Shelby. She is an Amcare pharmacist, and we chat all about new grad life things like lifestyle creep and the highs and lows of being responsible now and getting paid like we're responsible now. Um, we talk about new hobbies, recipes, Sephora favorites, and we also talk about deep things like getting in trouble with work or school for your social media page. That has happened to both of us, so we <laughs> spilled tea on our stories and our trauma with that and we also talk about deep things like feeling like a bad fiance for having a long engagement and wedding planning things so anyways without further ado i hope you guys enjoy this episode this girly chat with shelby hit it editing connie Okay, so Shelby, I'm so excited to have you on. First off, I know you just finished your residency program. You were a PGY2 in Amcare. So I want to hear like, how was your residency? And also, how did you end up choosing Amcare? Yeah, so when I first went into pharmacy school, I had no idea like what Amcare was. I just thought like I would work at like a retail pharmacy. Mm. And then a lot of my professors are Amcare pharmacists. So I kind of like heard about it through that. And then I ended up shadowing I think it was when I was a first year student at, um, it was a pharmacy resident actually that worked at the VA. And so ever since then, I was like, this is super cool. Like I had no idea that pharmacists could do this and see patients. And I really like that interaction and Mm. being able to like help people in person. Um, And I realized like, the hospital thing wasn't really like, I'm not like a adrenaline junkie or anything. <laughs> I hear that. So, um, and yeah. And then from there, I kind of like always had pursued it. I did like an internship in pharmacy school that mm. was more focused on Amcare. And then I did a really broad PGI one. So it had like acute care and Amcare. So that was kind of interesting because I did enjoy some of my acute care rotations, but I still ultimately was like, nah, I want to do Amcare for sure. So then like did a PGY2 focused in that. What about like, what's some of your favorite like parts of Amcare? I think just like the scope of practice that pharmacists have is really cool. Like we get to do so much. I mean, it really depends on where you work, but just being able to like make a huge difference and like so many times I feel like PCPs, I mean, they do like such a hard job, but they just don't have the time to like make all these specific changes. So I've gotten so many like really nice messages from patients saying like, you're the first person that's ever taken the time to listen to me or like really like I find out like they've been taking their medication wrong for years because no one's ever asked them that question before. And it's not a hate on the other team members. I just think it's like really cool to be able to have that role and like make that difference. You always get to be, like, doing your own thing, making your own decisions. I think it's just very different than other healthcare roles where you're more, like, making recommendations. Like, you don't really have to wait and see if somebody agrees to what you recommend. You can just, like, you're on your own and you're making the decision for the patient with them, which I think is really cool. It has to be, like, a little scary too, right? Because I feel like you just, (laughs) like, one day get a piece of paper that says you have the degree, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, am I qualified to be making these decisions? What if I'm wrong? Like, has that feeling ever crept up? (laughs) I literally had that thought today. I was like, um, like, why do people trust me? I mean, I have the training, but I'm like, uh, I could just do anything. So it's, like, really on me. I, like, literally just signed up for (laughs) – this is really dumb, but I signed up for, like – uh, liability insurance because I'm like okay I'm like on my own now <laughs> I really need to like 
make sure I'm doing the right thing. Not that I wasn't before, but right. no one's like going behind me and checking. Right. And I think that's the thing that's like tough is that you have this expectation in school um, or even as a patient, you have this expectation that whoever is doing the thing that they completely control and know everything that they're doing. And mm-hmm. I think that's the harsh reality is that we're actually all just people trying to help other people make better decisions. But at the end of the day, we're just people, right? And we still feel like the feelings of being insecure and whatnot. Um, yeah. How has it been, I guess, like jumping in? You had some of somewhat of like a toe dipped into the pool by doing the residency, of course. But yeah. I can imagine like real life is not the same as residency, right? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think my residency did a really good job. Like the last half of my residency, I was just like pretty much acting like the pharmacist like Mm. in the clinic which I think was really cool but it was mainly just for like the actual patient visits like it was just me and the patient I made the decision and the only thing my preceptors looked at was like looking at my notes Uh. that I put in afterwards um but now it's like I get all these other random questions Mm. because like I'm the one that people are going to whereas like they don't go to you when you're the resident they don't probably don't even know who you are because you're not there for very long I hear you so I mean it's been cool because I feel like my team like actually knows who I am and will like mention my name to patients and stuff but then it's like this added like I don't know people are relying on you to be able to answer their question and you know you always get the weirdest questions as a pharmacist and Mm. I'm like oh well I have no idea either but I'm responsible for trying to figure it out right I think that's the craziest thing that's like the sudden shift in identity is like now you have more responsibility but it's not like you were Mm. gifted overnight more info (laughs) like it's the same old you just more responsibility (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, okay, I know, like, I have a lot of experience, like, certain disease states, but Mm. then it's, like, anything is fair game, and so, like, I'm constantly still having to look things up, and meanwhile, like, my, like, physicians and NPs are, like, assuming that I already am an expert in this, because you're supposed to be the medication expert, but I think it's, it's just about... Like, I don't mind looking things up because I did that all the time as a resident. So I just have to, like, remind myself, like, no, it's, like, still normal. I'm not supposed to know everything. Do you have any advice for anyone that, like, is right now struggling with this whole process? Because I am, too. (laughs) It's me. I need the advice. I mean, I'm there, too. (laughs) I think, I don't know how it is, like, in dentistry versus pharmacy. But, like, where I work, we have, like, a group of pharmacists. So, like, we're all on different teams. Or, like, I have, like, five uh, docs or NPs that I'm assigned to. So then there's, like, others that are assigned to different teams. Mm. But we're all kind of in this, like, big, like, we have one supervisor. So we have, like, a group chat. And so, like, if things come up that are weird, like, I'll just message people. Um, And I haven't really had to do it that much yet. And I sometimes I'll, like, I message, like, my old co-residents, like, I'll say, like, this is a dumb question because even I'm afraid to ask them. Mm -hmm. But they always tell me, like, don't be afraid to ask or, like, I can message them one-on-one. So I think that helps a lot, too, because, like, even people that have been practicing for a long time still have to ask questions. Or, like, what you were saying, like, just double-checking with somebody else. Like, I feel like I would be reassured as a patient if my provider told me that because then they're not just, like, figuring it out and, you know, hoping for the best. They're actually, like, making sure that they have the best plan for you yeah that makes sense that's really nice that you have that group chat um when you started work 
what were some things, because I know a lot of people right now are like starting new jobs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What were some things that helped you with like that adjustment, like getting to know people, figuring out a new system, all of that? I mean, I, mine's a little bit different because I actually stayed on at the oh, same place okay. where I was doing my PGY2. Um, but, like, I still had to, like, meet a whole new team and, like, a whole new clinic. So, like, I'm really bad with names. So I've been trying to really focus on, like, remembering people's names. There's so many people and, like, they all know me and I don't know because there's only one of, you know, two pharmacists in my whole clinic. Mm. But um, I think that has been helpful to, like, actually know people's names and, like, feel like you actually get to know them. And I don't do a really good job of this, but, like, a lot – I notice some people, like, walk around in the clinic um, oh. and just, like, chat with people. I'm more of an introvert, so I just, like, stay at my desk and do my own thing. But when people come by and, like, talk, I think that that's really helpful. So we're, like – I was just talking to, like, one of my providers today about, like, her son and, like, going to college. And I was, like, I had no idea that, you know, like, who, like what her family situation or that she had kids. So – it's kind of cool to get to know people like on a more personal level. I feel like that builds your relationship better if there's like tricky situations that come up for patient care that you feel like you have a good relationship with them, even though you're still kind of new. That is such a good tip because I feel like it's so underrated, I guess, is like learning people's names, saying people's names when you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. Like it makes people feel special, but I feel like it can be intimidating sometimes to... I don't know. There's just so much new stuff going on that some, and I'm the same way. I'm like really bad at yeah. names for some reason. I'll like literally like <laughs> shake someone's hand and then I'll be like, shoot, what did they say? Then? Cause I was so worried yes. about saying my name, right? <laughs> I do the same thing. I'll be like, okay, I guess I'll figure out their name next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shoot, let me figure that out. But then, you know, like their whole life story, you just don't remember their name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like literally one nurse, she has been like um, helping out in the clinic and she can't, she doesn't have access to the med room and oh. so I'm like right there. So she always asks me to like let her in we like joke around and stuff oh. and like so now we like smile at each other and say hi and I didn't know her name and then she messaged me and she's like, thanks for being my, my gatekeeper today oh. and I was like, but I didn't know who it was. Oh, so, so you didn't start together? To. So I was like, haha, what are you referring to? Oh my god, that's and so then, funny. <laughs> but then, yeah, I like kind of played it off. So I was like, okay, now I know that that's her name. <laughs> yeah, dude, the amount of times that I've been like, I, oh, excuse me, I have like a hair. There we go, I got it. The amount of times <laughs> that I've had to play it off and be like, oh yeah. And like, I vaguely tiptoe around a story until I figure out enough context to be like, oh, they're that person, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but honestly, like being a new grad isn't that bad either. Um, One part that I wanted to chat about with you is finding hobbies now now that we have the time like what have you been into these days biggest thing for me has been reading actually I think I started reading like towards the end of residency and okay. picked it up but then like I like actually had time to finish the books that I was trying to read oh my gosh um, I, wait like, for a library card <gasps> that's awesome do you like I was literally Shelby today I was walking my dog and then I had this thought in my head I was like I need to read do you read fiction uh, not as much as nonfiction, but sometimes. Okay, so here's the thing. I read more nonfiction, too, and, like, it's always, like, self-help productivity things, but as I was walking Ellie today, I was like, I need to dive into, like, a more silly world of reading. Like, I need to read for enjoyment rather yes. than feel like I'm reading to make myself better because I need to be changed. You know what I mean? Wait, I think I answered that question backwards. I read more fiction than nonfiction. Oh, really? Okay, so you like fiction. Yes. Wait, can you give me yeah, some recommendations? Because this weekend I told Jimmy... I <laughs> need to go to Barnes and Nobles and I want to pick out like a Ooh. hard copy like fictional book yes 
Okay, this, I didn't think I was going to be into this, but there's a category. I don't know if it's an official category, but they call it romanticy. So it's like fantasy with romance. Okay. Some is like more romance, more fantasy, but okay, this is perfect timing because have you heard of Fourth Wing? Editing Connie. Okay, so this episode was recorded like a month ago. So yes, now at this point, Iron Flame is out. Um, I'm trying to get into the whole fourth wing thing. I hope that all of you girlies out there that like the series are enjoying it. Let me know if you guys are. But yes, keep in mind, this was recorded a month ago. Yes, I've heard it's like the biggest book in the nation or something. Yes. Right? <laughs> and so um, the sequel is coming out literally like uh, November 7th. So oh like gosh. you got to get on it and read I the know. first book so that you can get to the second book and like all the hype. So Did you pre-order? Um, this book the second I I did I'm like kind of on the fence about if I'm gonna get the ebook version or get the like physical copy but like there's no way I could get a hold of it from the library because it's gonna be on hold for like a million years (laughs) so either way I have to buy it but I'm going to buy it (laughs) do you prefer physical copies or like uh the kindle kind of vibe so I don't have a Kindle yet, okay. um, but my birthday is November 8th, and <gasps> nice. there was just, like, a Prime Day sale, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, buy the Kindle because it's on sale, or, and then I was talking to my fiance, I was like, or maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe I will get a Kindle some other way. Some other way. Like, yeah, don't, don't buy it, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm getting a Kindle for my birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. And then if you don't, you have to ask him, like, what other way did you think I was getting it? <laughs> Yeah, because I might be pissed. I'm like, now I have to wait for like the next like Black Friday or something. I'm so funny. Editing Connie here. Wow, I'm going to have a lot of updates. But yes, her fiance did give her the Kindle as we expected. So yay, go fiance and go Shelby. Okay, you need to make Dean listen to this. Dean, if you're listening to this, your one job, your (laughs) one job is to buy her a Kindle. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like if he didn't get it, it's like you got to buy it full price. That's his problem. <laughs> yeah. That, that's his problem to worry about now. Um, so, okay. Besides Fourth Wing, do you have any other recommendations? Because I know yeah. like there's a bunch of books because I follow a lot of people that like are book influencers, so even though I don't read. So I know there's like, I know there's like the whole Ellen Hildebrand kind of beach Nantucket vibe. Yeah. Ellen yeah. Hildebrand. I'm not like... I'm not, like, super into those. Like, I read um, Emily Henry's, like, a big author. And okay. she has, like, very, like, romance, like, on the beach type books. Okay, so you're not as much into that. You're more into, like, the... Not, I I tried one, and I'm okay. actually reading another one by her right now until the second um, uh, book of Fourth Wing comes out. But um, I, like, I feel like I get really into, like, series because mm-hmm. then I don't have to, like, relearn all the characters, like, every time I start a new book. So, um, like, Akatar is, like, super big oh, on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, like, I would highly recommend. I read all of them except the last one because then I got, I got like, some other books that were available. So I got to – I had to move on. Otherwise, mm. those books would leave. But I ended up buying the whole series because I couldn't wait. Um, so now I just own them. <laughs> That's okay. how good they were. I, like, literally had to go to Target immediately and, and buy like, it. And, like, buy the – yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I feel that. Another thing I wanted to chat about, too, was, like, being a new god is hard because I feel like before you had that support of like your classmates, your co-resident and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we have all this free time. It can kind of accentuate how lonely it can be sometimes. You and I are lucky because we have our Dean, we have our Jimmy. So I don't yeah. feel that that alone, but it is harder for me to like socialize or even like make new friends. Like I haven't really like made any new friends in my area yet. Um, 
how has your be- experience been with like friendships and stuff after residency? Yeah, I agree. It's been super hard. I didn't move um, after my PGY2, but I moved between my PGY1 and PGY2. So mm-hmm. like I had a really big group of like co-residents during PGY1. Oh. So I definitely felt the difference even going into PGY2. There's just like a smaller group of residents at my second year program. Mm. And then um, like after graduating like you know some people moved away like there's two of my co-residents that are now second years so like they're still here but I know they're busy so we don't really like hang out that much and Mm -hmm. I have like one other friend who actually was my co-resident during PGY1 that now works with me um, like in the same hospital system so she lives really close to me so we'll hang out but that's like something I've been kind of thinking about too like I told myself, like, I need to, like, sign up for, like, a group fitness class or, like, some kind of, like, regular... I, like, listen to all the podcasts and, like, self-help tips about, Mm -hmm. oh, you have to show up regularly to meet friends or, like, volunteer regularly. Something where you see the same people over and over again. Mm. But I just, like, haven't committed to anything yet because I don't don't know what that would be. Okay, if you scroll way back, I think it was from, like, September-ish. We did an episode about, like, the different ways that you can make friends. Um, One way that I actually think is pretty helpful is if you reach out to people that know people that you know like find people that are one degree apart because like say like Mm. your old co-residents that used to live there ask them if they know anyone that's still in the area because that's like a better way to make like friends that you would most likely get along with because you already get along with your friend so you would probably get along with your friend's friend does that make sense that's a good idea yeah like like asking like the friend that i have now Mm -hmm. what other because i know she knows other people so i can ask her and like let's all hang out or something speaking of work too what has been one way that you've been experiencing lifestyle creep because that's been a fun part of working now is I'm like oh I like look at life a little differently like I can splurge on like the more expensive yes. thing now at, at the grocery store <laughs> yeah I literally this is like my splurge thing that I did recently was uh-huh. I bought a walking like pad like treadmill thing Ooh, I and I've been one. wanting one forever How <laughs> so is I it? literally just bought it I really like it. I'm still trying to figure out because it's really heavy and big. So, like, where do I put it when I'm not using it? And I'm really afraid my dog is going to, (laughs) like, knock it over. Because you can, like, stand it up on its, like, so it's, like, straight up when you're not using it. But I don't really trust it. I feel like it's going to fall over. But um, it's been kind of fun. I only used it for one day so far because I literally just got it. But Mm -hmm. I want to, like, try to you know, increase my steps per day because otherwise I'm just sitting all day. But I have a standing desk, so I just don't don't even stand. I just sit. So this way I'm like, okay, now I'm going to stand. Now I'm going to walk. Right. When you've used your standing desk and this, like, walking pad thing, do you notice a difference after, like, a day of work? Um, I, I mean, so, yeah, on Tuesday I did it. I feel like I felt, like, less sluggish. Oh. I don't know. I felt, like, more accomplished, which is kind of nice. Nice. Um, and I feel like it'll be helpful, too, when it gets cold outside mm. and I'm not walking as much, so... And I even was, like, I was doing some overtime hours, like, after work at my desk, and I was, like, walking while I was doing it. And then I would, like, listen to music and pretend I'm, like, on a runway, like, oh, walking, I like, love really it. into it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you're, like, jamming out at the same time. It yeah. depends on what you're doing, though. I don't think I – I haven't tried walking, like, while I'm actually on the phone with anybody because okay. I feel like my brain can't handle, <laughs> handle both. all those things at the same time. Speaking of lunches, too, what are some of your favorite, like, work lunches and also, like, weekday dinners that you guys do now? Yeah, I, um, 
I've been really into, I don't know if you've seen, like, where people do, like, adult Lunchables. Oh, my God. I love that. That's basically what I bring every day. Did you see on my story? I posted how, like, I love beef jerky, and I think it's kind of like Lunchables, like, beef jerky, cheese, and crackers. It is. Yeah, I saw one. I was, like, looking up. I wanted, like, some more inspo than what I was doing, because I normally do, like, turkey, uh, cucumbers, and grapes, and, like, a cheese stick. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I need to mix up. And I saw one where they did, like, uh, the Lunchable pizza, but the adult version. And I didn't actually try because, like, this is maybe a Wait, how do you do much. it? I don't, they got, like, I forget what it was, but they, like, they got, like, the sauce, and they, and they had, like, the cheese. And I think they used, like, the pepperoni slices or something. Uh-huh. But it didn't seem very healthy. So I was like, this is probably not. I don't want to put a lot of effort into something that's, that's not healthy. Be bad for me anyways. Like, too much work. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel that. What about, like, weeknight dinners when you guys are, like, tired and busy after work? Yeah, I really, we have an air fryer. So Ooh. either the air fryer or the Instant Pot, those are, the Instant Pot got me through pharmacy school because, uh-huh. like, if you have anything, we always forget to thaw things and oh, you can cook okay. anything frozen and then it tastes so good, like, even from the Instant Pot. But now I do more air fryer and I've been really into, like, salmon and then just, like, a side of veggies and, like, some kind of, like, potatoes or something. But mm. I usually get, like, a lot of my ideas from TikTok and we just, like, rotate through the same things or like chicken sausage we do a lot Mm. um what's your favorite like newest recipe that you've tried out not super thrilling but I keep doing this recipe that I found that's like salmon with Dijon mustard and Old Bay seasoning and it's literally like the most simple and probably basic thing and other people are probably already doing this but I just I don't know it tastes so good and then salmon is like so expensive so yeah. I don't want to like try a new recipe and mess it up so I'm like okay I'm just gonna stick to this and I'm not sick of it so far wait you know what's so funny I feel the exact same way because I'm like my lifestyle has crept up enough where I can buy the salmon but <laughs> not so much where I'm willing to mess it up <laughs> like the salmon yeah, exactly. needs to be good because I'm not buying more salmon I can only afford it like maybe once a week um but yeah. wait, that's so crazy because like Jimmy and I's new favorite thing, um, I think we mentioned it in the episode, we love salmon with Dijon and honey. Like if you do, if you yeah. combine those two, have you, you have to try it. It's like, I, I confirm it's I need really to. good. Do you like like sweet <laughs> Okay, and I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. I like when it's like, you know, you get some flavor and it's like a little bit crispy and stuff, mm. but. Where did you like grow up originally? From North Carolina or were you in another state? I'm from Wisconsin. Wait, so then, okay, fill me in on Wisconsin food. Do you guys have, like, a state food? Ooh, um, I mean, the big thing is cheese. Okay. I mean, beer is honestly probably considered <laughs> a state food as well. Beer. We have, like, more more bars than grocery stores. Oh, if you my look at, like, God. A map, which is hilarious. That's awesome. Um, niche, like, Wisconsin things, uh, cream cheese puffs at the state fair are amazing Ooh. and i've never seen that anywhere else i've never heard of that um, what is it like cream cheese that you just fry it's like a cream it's like a cream cheese puff like almost like whipped cream and then okay. it has like two pastry like thin pastry slice type things i don't even know what it is i'm probably describing it poorly <laughs> um and what um nationality are you again i'm half chinese half chinese okay yeah, mm-hmm. so did you, like, get to see, like, Chinese markets and stuff, like, in like in North Carolina now, where you are? Well, they, there's, like, a really big Korean, like, H-Mart is, like, oh, I the love biggest H-Mart. one, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we have that. Um, there's, like, another Asian grocery store kind of near me. I don't know if it's, like, predominantly one. It mm-hmm. might be, like, more Chinese, but 
I, I don't know. I haven't been to that many. I think I need to explore more. But my mom, she's always like, go to H Mart and like, give me all these things. I'm like, okay. Oh my God, I know. No, my mom would so do the same thing. This actually reminds <laughs> me too. So you mentioned how like the Sephora sale is coming up. We were chatting in the DMs about that. Yes. What are some of your things that you're excited to pick up for the Sephora sale? Editing Connie here. Okay, so obviously the Sephora sale is over, but there's a lot of holiday sales coming up, and I thought this would be a good idea for gifts and Sephora holiday sale things. So, yeah. Okay, I – so, like, I feel like I need to, like, restock on things. Mm. Like, I love Rare Beauty. I don't know if Me you've too. I love Rare their Beauty stuff. So. Like, the blushes. Um, so I think I might get some of that. But I also want to try some new stuff. So I was, like, trying to figure out what I wanted to get. Like, I saw there was, like, a like a Fenty, like – foundation stick or something mm-hmm. and that looked really nice um, do you use like the so the fenty contour stick is like an everyday essential for me um ooh, that i might yeah. need to restock on um but rare beauty so i have the liquid highlighter but i want to try either the li- mm. the rare beauty blush or merit i've been eyeing that for a while in general like the little yes. merits yeah yeah they look so cute i'm like okay i can just like carry that around with me <laughs> i know and then um what else did i want to try Here's the problem. I will say the blushes, the Rare Beauty blushes, that's what I use every day. Uh Highly recommend. And they last forever. Uh, I'll have to message. I don't remember. There's so many. I know, like, Hope is really popular. I've slowly become, like, more of a lip girly because, like, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It kind of sucks, though, because I wear a mask all day, so it kind of just sticks to it. But I just got the Summer Fridays, like, trio pack of, like, the three different colors for the lip balms. Okay, so are those Summer Friday? Because I'm not a lip girly, so, Uh like, are they worth it? Because, like, I see everyone's, like, always going like this with them, and I'm like, is it just, like, it feels nice? Or so here's my biggest thing. It smells really good and it's like pigmented, which is good. It's it's really, really good. I like mm-hmm. I'm glad that I got it, but I also like it's not the only thing I'm I'm ever gonna use. You know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. like no other lip thing will compete because I really like like so whoever yeah. wants to get into the lip world, you have to go to Ulta Beauty and get the <laughs> lip quench hydrating balm. The one that I got is in raspberry. They have a bunch of different colors. Actually, mm. someone messaged me that their grapefruit is also really good. And I actually like this one. It's it's weird. I almost like it more because it was way cheaper. You know how when you buy a nice mm, car, yeah. you almost don't want to drive the car because it's so nice? Yes. Yeah, I'm That's like, how okay, I feel I about my summer this. Fridays. I'm like, I don't want to use it because I don't want to use it all up. So I'll use the cheap Ulta thing more. But along the lines of like influencing people to do things, my last area <laughs> I wanted to talk about is using social media as a new grad. So you're on social media. You've had your awesome page for years. You're a figs ambassador. Um, share with us like what is like hard and what's also good about like being a new grad on social media because I feel like there's good parts and there's also tough parts yeah I mean the good parts definitely outweigh the bad parts I like originally started my Instagram originally I was like it was really silly I was posting like infographics like trying to like teach people about things (laughs) you're like trying to teach people Uh yeah and I'm like okay and then that didn't last very long and then I realized that like it was actually when the pandemic started and like I did a lot of mentorship in pharmacy school and I kind of missed that because I was just like stuck at home so like during the pandemic I was wanting to like mentor more students and so I I don't know I just kind of like fell into it and I would like post things for advice and like people would respond and like people would dm me and tell me how helpful it was so I think that's like really what wanted me to like continue to do it but it gets really tricky because I don't think you really think about like if there's consequences to posting online Mm. or like being public with 
in a professional way. And I had a situation where um, I had been on, this was when I was an appy student, a fourth year, and I had been on rotation and I wrote, I shadowed a pharmacist who worked in like ob guides, like mm-hmm. a very specific area. And I thought it was super cool. Not really like something I wanted to go into, but I just like shadowed for a day just to learn. And so I shared on my stories, like, oh, this is what OB-GYN pharmacists do. Like, I shadowed one, and, like, I thought it was super cool. Yeah. And I guess someone who watched it, like, knew where, like, knew that I was in Wisconsin, figured out what hospital I was at, and figured out which pharmacist I was talking about. Oh, Because there's God. so few of them. And she messaged her, and then I guess that pharmacist got mad because I, they thought that I was talking as if I knew what their job was when you know, I was just a student. Wait, which, but why I mean, are they even mad about that? That's nothing to be mad about. Yeah, it was all positive. It wasn't like, oh, like, this is like, if you want to be an OB-GYN pharmacist, this is what you do. I didn't even say that. I was just like, this is like, I shadowed one. And right. like, these are some of the things that they do. It was very, in my opinion, innocent. But anyway, That's helpful. If anything, then, I would want to see that. If I was a pharmacy student, I'd yeah. be like, cool. <laughs> and I filmed it like, on the weekend, like, it was just, like, me on my stories, like, uh-huh. answering questions. Like, it wasn't like I was on rotation, like, like you know, when I'm supposed people. to be paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, like, I didn't mention anybody's names or even the hospital. But they ended up, like, reporting me to my school, my pharmacy school. Oh my and then it was, I mean, it was kind of a long story. But, like, they, like, didn't tell me for three weeks. But they were all, like, talking about me and my Instagram, like, privately between, like, all the preceptors. Oh, my God. All, like, the the school, like, um, the person who's, like, in charge of Appy students and uh-huh. stuff. And so at one point she told me, she's like, this is what's going on. Like, you need to delete your Instagram and stuff. And I told her, I was like, well, like, I, I haven't gotten an explanation of, they didn't even tell me what happened. They just told me that somebody has seen it and like, they need to investigate further. And I was like, well, I can, I privated my Instagram, but I didn't delete it. Mm-hmm. And I was freaking out for a super long time. I and then too. eventually they like, they just decided that I didn't break any rules, but that I needed to like, I'm not allowed. I think like one time I had like taken a video of myself. You know, there's like a walkway between the parking garage mm-hmm. and the hospital a lot. So I was like taking a video of myself walking as I went home to the parking garage. And I think like maybe there was like a, the hospital name like in the very small background. Right. And they were like, okay, well, you you posted while you were at the hospital. So you're breaking the rules. And they're just like, just don't do it again. So anyways, after that, that kind of scarred me. It was, like, really traumatic. I remember I was, like, messaging. Like, I messaged, like, Madeline, um, like, the Lux pharmacist. And, like, because she had been, like, a student on – pharmacy student on Instagram. And, Uh like, had you know, since graduate, I was like, has this ever happened to you? Like, I don't know what to to do. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of helpful to, like, talk to other people about it. But um, after that, like, any other rotations that I had, I, like – really specifically looked at their social media policy and even then like you really can't predict like how they could come after you and like you're just like one person in the system so since then I I mean I told my like RPD my program director and my PGY1 uh, residency program I told her I was like I have an Instagram like this is what it is Uh like I just want to be upfront about it so I try to do that just so it doesn't seem like I'm hiding because I don't post my last name on my Instagram or like where I work just I feel like I want to keep it kind of separate Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, it's definitely a really tricky situation. I haven't had anything else happen, thankfully, since then. But you know, like I see a lot of people, they'll, you know, post stories like in the hospital or take pictures in the hospital. And I'm just like, I feel more worried for them because you never know like what could happen. You don't want to jeopardize your entire career just for social media. Yeah, I feel like what you did was absolutely within the realms of acceptable. It's trickier when, because like, a, you're risking, like, patient information when you're there. Also, it comes mm-hmm. across as kind of, like, if you're a patient there waiting for something, it's like, well, this person's just hanging out here. <laughs> like, I understand that side of it. But what you were doing was so okay. You were, like, talking about your experience shadowing someone at home. Like, you weren't, like, spending your time doing that. So I am so sorry you had to go through that because that sounds, like, ridiculous. Yeah, I think so, too. But I'm still very careful. Like, mm. I don't take pictures or videos at work. Um, like, even, I feel like you could say, like, oh, it was on my lunch break or, like, off hours. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even want to risk it. So. <laughs> it's it's really tricky. I guess, like, it can be different, too. Because I feel like in the dental field, it's almost its own entity when you're in your own practice. It's, like, its own separate business. Yeah. Versus in a hospital, there is, like, a lot of, what's the word for it? There's a lot of, like rules regulations and like system like Mm -hmm. politics and stuff involved too i feel like that are slightly different but that still sucks though i mean i feel like for like dentistry and stuff there's like people who own their own clinic like Mm -hmm. physicians or like pas or nps like if you if this owner of the clinic is cool with it then i feel like you're you're way safer but then if you work for like a large health system right 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 like working for like the government like I do I'm like uh like I don't think they really care about who I am at the end of the day like you know if I break a rule like they're not gonna be sad to miss me (laughs) right like the VA doesn't (laughs) yeah I mean they're great I love working for the VA but you definitely have to make sure you're following some of these rules so it just depends but definitely for students that's like one thing I would give people advice on is just Mm. be really careful and you know, maybe think twice about taking, making content while you're like at the hospital or something. It looks cool. Like I always want to show, that's my struggle. I want to show like day in the life or like, this is what it looks like or where I work, like what my desk looks like or something. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I have posted like some things from like, like my resident office or something, but it's like, I know that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in any kind of patient care space, so I wasn't breaking any specific rules. I think that's, like, the the biggest thing is, like, the patient care thing. Um, Someone, Mm -hmm. someone when I was in dental school, I, like, mentioned this, like, briefly, but, like, someone when I was in dental school reported my, like, YouTube when I was, like, in Mm. lab second year, like, filming myself, like, drilling a plastic tooth or something. It was, like, literally so bizarre because um, (laughs) I, like, got this email from, like, the, like, discipline lady Actually, no, it was from, like, so it was from the discipline lady, but this is how, like, oblivious I was. I didn't even realize she was, like, the discipline lady. She's like, hey, can we meet? And I was like, yeah, sure. I thought we were meeting about, like, a test or something. Like, I really didn't know what we were meeting about. (laughs) And then we show up, and she starts talking, and she's like, so, as you know, like, I'm in charge of this. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. Uh, (laughs) And then then she's like, yeah, so someone reported you because, like, in your video, I think, like, Okay, honestly, to this day, I have no idea really, like, who did it or Hmm. what. Um, But I think, like, it might have been, like, someone that didn't know what we were doing in class. And they thought I was doing something wrong. Because the point of the assignment was to, like, drill off a post or something like that. And I think whoever was watching it thought 
I was like doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. Like you're, I was cheating or something uh, like that by drilling like it off. Messing around or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like said, and I said some joke where I was like, um, "Does the school know we're doing this?" Because when I was drilling it off, there were sparks flying, and I was kind of scared by the fire. <laughs> I was like, "Does the school know we're doing this right now?" So I think someone reported me thinking I was doing something I shouldn't have, and then so the lady like asked. She was like, "Yeah, I like watched it," and like in my head, I was like. So you watched it? Did you did you think it was funny? Like I I was like yeah, curious. I'm like, you're a fan. I'm like so you're a fa- did you subscribe? Did you like and subscribe? <laughs> is what I want to know. Um, but I mean, like all jokes aside, during it, I was like very stressed. I was like crying because I feel like yeah, when you're in yeah. school, the worst possible feeling is feeling like you're in trouble for something. Like that's like a yeah. gutting feeling. <laughs> Yes, I was crying so much when that happened to me. I was like, my life is over. Or even if like, you know, even if I don't get in trouble, I just felt bad. I was like, they don't like me. (laughs) No, and it feels like such a big rejection because it's like, I didn't like you didn't mean to hurt anyone. All you really meant to do was help. So you're coming from this place Mm -hmm. of good. So it like hurts extra that to think that people could misconstrue that as bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. I even like, I think later on I had like, I had been having some conversations with, like, the discipline person at my school, Mm -hmm. and I was telling her, like, I've been invited to speak at pharmacy schools. Like, I had already at that point. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've, like, met people at conferences. Like, this is, like, a networking tool, and I think if you're just telling students to just immediately delete it, like, I don't think you're really being – I think you should consider being more open-minded because this is the world of social media, and this is the future, like – People are networking on social media, so oh my you God, can't just snaps. tell people to not have one. I'm so proud <laughs> of you for saying that because, like, that was kind of my thought was, like, how dare you tell someone when they've built something? Like, you don't know how hard this is. And, like, you're Seriously. this is, like, our own little separate business. We're, like, learning how to grow and make our own decisions, have our own businesses. It's very entrepreneurial, but I feel like mm-hmm. to, to tell someone to delete it without giving them a chance, what if you weren't you and you just deleted it right away? Like, I'm sure that happens to people, yeah. too. That's, like, horrible to think that everyone's, like, hard work could go away like that. Yeah, seriously. I was just like, uh, I don't think, like, I don't, I mean, maybe if they had, like, per, like you know, professionally, like, told me, like, okay, the the school has said that you have to do this or mm. else this will happen. But she just was, like, panicking and, like, emailed me that and told me. I was like, I don't really think, I mean, she was a lot older, too, so mm. I don't even think she understood how Instagram worked in general. Yeah. Um, and I guess but, if you think yeah. about it, like to the older generations, like if you say what you're doing, it does sound kind of different for people that don't understand the community. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're like talking about what happens. And like, honestly, <laughs> I don't really understand, but like I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to like walk that line between like, okay, you have to be professional. Like I remember, I think you talked about in your podcast one of your episodes, like, your patients can Mm -hmm. find your Instagram, too, or, like, they mention it, potentially, and, like, okay, I always think about, like, what I post on my stories, like, that may not always, it might just be my life, Mm -hmm. but I... I have to always think about, like, it, could this be misconstrued some way? Because it's always, it potentially could be there forever. Or yeah. Somebody could screenshot it. <laughs> it's honestly a really hard time, I feel like, to be on social media. Because there was, like, a golden age, I feel like, where you could kind mm-hmm. of be more authentic. And now it feels like anything can be misconstrued. And, like, mm-hmm. it just feels like a lot more, I guess, you have to be a lot more careful. Because there's so many eyes watching now and, like... It's different than, like, if you're posting to, like, five people. Like, you yeah. know? Like, it's, it's just different, but... It's it's almost ironic because I'm like, okay, well, if I sucked at social media, you probably wouldn't care because I'd only have, like, 100 followers. Mm-hmm. But because I'm good at it, now you're... Now like, you hate me. Kind of come after me. <laughs> That's, like, a I'm quote. Like, okay. 
That's like something that people talk about is like people only like like you for something up until a certain point and then they it's easier to hate on you for something too. That's like a very yeah, real thing. Yeah, I think so. They're just like they didn't understand it. But I think it's a great tool and like I definitely still would encourage people to make one or, you know, be involved in the community online. Last topic. Let's talk wedding planning. How has that been for you? From a fellow fiance to oh my fiance. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I got engaged March of 2022 okay so like I didn't actually because that was during my PGY1 I didn't actually start planning until like March of 2023 because I was just like my life is too chaotic wait that's how I I am now it's like one year later and now I'm just kind of starting okay wait thank you for saying yeah because everyone's making me feel like a shitty fiance that I didn't start no (laughs) I mean weddings a are so expensive yeah I'm like long engagements are like the normal thing now I feel like no one question you if I mean I'm Maybe I get, like, sometimes some questions, but I think most of the time people totally understand. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so I started wedding planning, and, I mean, it really depends. Like, we talked about, like, eloping versus getting, like, actual, like, a real wedding, traditional wedding, but I'm an only child, so Mm. when I talk to my parents, they're like, no, you're not eloping, so... I told them, I was like, if you want me to have a real wedding, then um, you're going to have to help me pay for it because I can't do it um, by myself. So a lot of the money, I think nobody really talks about the money mm. with weddings. So like a lot a lot of the money I'm getting is from my parents. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it. But then now I'm also saving like money from every like paycheck I get to help save for that too. Mm. So we're getting married um, August 2024. But, like, booking the venue was so stressful because I just, I don't know, I'm, like, very type A and, like, I knew what I wanted and, like, no venue had that or Mm. we couldn't afford it. So we actually ended up booking the uh, the venue that we had toured for the very first one. Oh, really? Toured, like, a bunch of others and then we went back to that one. I was like, actually, I think we can figure it out with the cost. Yeah. um, What was, um, what's, what's the vibe that you liked that was, like, hard to find? I really wanted like a like picture like European uh, mm. like garden courtyard like oh, with like it. lights and like you're eating outside and like maybe like a vineyard in the background and that's like not a thing. I mean there are like maybe one or two like that, mm. but they were way over budget. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well I have to like I kind of got more of like I got like the courtyard vibe, but uh-huh. not so much like the European vibe okay, with my it. venue. So it's still it still has that, and really I kind of went off of like when I was standing there, it was like, can I picture us getting married here? Like, do I, I feel see. almost like a feeling like like it feels like us, like it feels like romantic, mm-hmm. and like I feel like I could really be in the moment. A mm-hmm. lot of the other venues were just like. It was a blank canvas, and I just didn't really see how to decorate it in a way where I would... It would feel, like, as if it was decorated, but still, like, the concrete floor or something. Like, I wanted, like, more nature, and I wanted it to be outside, so... I, I don't know. It was so hard. I struggled with it a lot. And you have to do the venue first before anything else, so right. it was really holding us up. What was, like, the first thing that you did besides the venue? Like, because, like, I'm really starting from, like, ground zero. Like, I have all these ideas in yeah. my head, but, like, I need to start. Is my first step getting my guest list together and then the venue? 
Yeah, definitely. Because, okay. yeah, I guess guest list first because the venue, like, they have, like, size limitations, like, how many people you can have. Right, okay. So if you think you're going to have a large guest list, you definitely need to make sure, like, what's your cutoff or, like, what's your ideal? Because mm-hmm. they always ask you that, like, how many people do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, then they can kind of tell you, like, oh, like, this is how people arrange their tables for the reception um, if you have around that amount. Um, and like, this is like where you could, cause you know, if you have a smaller wedding, you have more space options for like different layouts. So if that matters to you, that can be helpful. Um, and okay. we wanted to do less to save money. So if you like are balling on a budget, uh-huh. like less people definitely can help. I mean, it's still going to be expensive, but <laughs> every single person is like a dollar amount. So, you know, the amount of alcohol, the amount of food and right. whatever. So and then the and then the venue and once you get the venue then you can kind of book like cuz you need to have the date then you can book like the photographer right. and the florist but the photographer wants to know you know what day are you booking them for i have seen some people where they like they already have the photographer they just don't have the date yet but i don't know like if that's a contract yeah. i don't i don't know if that's possible so you want to be able to lock it down yeah my my biggest thing is i need to pick a country <laughs> because like well because like i'll be like oh i want to go to like do coastal new england and then i want to do like Mm -hmm. california or destination in like mexico or something but then i'll hear like oh italy's like actually pretty affordable besides like the flights and then i'll be like okay italy or do i want (laughs) spain like i just need to nail down a country and like start picking so do you have family like in other countries are they all in the u.s they are all in the u.s but like so my family is smaller than jimmy's family um, and that is also a consideration is, like, I want people to be able to come. Mm-hmm. But my friend said something the other day that really hit me. And I've always, I think, grown up thinking I want a destination because my sister was – her wedding was destination. And, uh, like, she's yeah. 10 years older than me. So I feel like it just was very impressionable in my mind. Like, oh, destination weddings are fun. Um, but my friend the other day said, like, you know, planning your wedding will always be stressful. So, like, she's going destination route. So she was like, you might as well, like, try to make a vacation out of it, which I was like, yes. Hmm. But I can also make a case for it being closer to me, like, coastal New England, because, like, that is kind of, like, who Jimmy and I are to our core. Like, we both grew up in, like, coastal, east coast beach towns. So it would make a lot of sense to do it, like, kind of in a place where, like, near where we grew up and that has the essence of us, like, coastal east coast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think both of those are valid and like you probably couldn't go wrong either way. Mm -hmm. I will say like a lot of advice I read is if you have a lot of guests that are very important to you, if you do destination, Mm -hmm. like you're going to get less people because, you know, it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're okay with that, like, and I would, you know, even consider like worst case scenario, like if like a lot of your friends couldn't come or like, would that be a deal breaker? Would you be upset? And like, if you're not, then I feel like that's a sign that destination wedding is a good fit. Like if you know, you're happy regardless, as long as you have your family there Mm -hmm. or like, you know, really VIP important people in your life, or even like talk to them first before you decide just Mm -hmm. to make sure that they would be on board. Um, but we ended up doing like one closer to us. So in North Carolina, because I wanted to be able to like see it in person. Mm. So I think like 
you just get a different experience if you can actually tour it in person because there were some places online that I thought were really cute and yeah. when we saw them in person I was like they're still cute but it just like it has a different feeling right not that you can't do destination because I think so like I've heard a lot of people that love their destination wedding right um, and like I like the idea of like a vacation too I was just like yeah well we'll go on a vacation after <laughs> right like like the honeymoon yeah you're so right though because it like depends on what kind of person you are I know like with destination there's some things you can plan but there's a lot of things that you also can like my sister for example Mm -hmm. the one that she did destination but like for her planning and for her like personality and everything she's very like okay show me a book of three options i'll choose one and we'll have a party whereas i'm like everything from the flower petals to like the table where i want perfect so like i feel like then maybe being home would be better because i could literally control every single detail like yeah and i I, agree because like the destination ones, I think it's more of, like, a package. Like, you work mm-hmm. with a wedding planner. They're like, oh, like, these are what I would recommend. And you're like, okay, I trust you. Right. Whereas I'm like, ah, like, no. Like, I want to I wanna DIY. Like, I want to, like, save some money. I just pictured myself, like, bringing, like, DIY things on the plane with me with my <laughs> wedding dress. I'm like, this is not possible. So You have to get another seat for, like, all of your, like, flowers <laughs> in the vase. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, oh, that's not going to happen. So, so yeah, if it's closer, it's like you have more flexibility. But, yeah, I, almost all of our family and stuff are actually from Wisconsin. Mm. So, like, a lot of people are still going to be from out of town. So we purposely – I mean, we looked at places in Wisconsin, too, but we didn't mm. like any because I – no offense to people who like this, but I just, like, didn't want to do a barn wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, that's mm-hmm. not me. So yeah. it was, like, mostly barns. Um, I could see so that. so it's just easier to do it closer because, like, okay, well, we can, like, you know. I, like, met with our florist in person, so it was mm. kind of nice. You know what vibe I'm really liking, actually, is I've seen on Pinterest they have, like, the, it's, like, a greenhouse kind of because it's, like, outside Ooh, yeah. and it's, like, glass kind of. Like, I like, I like that. Yeah. But I haven't looked into the price of it, so we'll see how much I like it after that. See, that's the thing about Pinterest that's so dangerous. I'm yeah. like, oh, these are so beautiful. Or like wedding dress shopping. Like, oh. I got my wedding dress and I was like, this is so stressful because I had something in my mind. Uh-huh. And then I lo- found the dress, like literally that photo and figured out what dress it was. And it was like $7,000. Oh my God. So that was not in the budget. So yeah. I think it just, it kind of sets false expectations. Totally. I read something recently where they were like, uh, like, you don't realize that the Pinterest weddings that you see are, like, 80 to 100K. And if you're doing, like, a 30K wedding, which is the average mm-hmm. wedding price, it's going to be, like, way less flair than yeah. that. So, it's, like, you have to go into it accepting that. I but. think Pinterest has, like, ruined our sense of expectations in reality. <laughs> yeah. Or even, like, anything, like, style. Yeah. And, like... I mean, like, and I love <laughs> Pinterest, but, like... Yeah. every time I try something from Pinterest I'm like this seemed different on Pinterest <laughs> it didn't turn out like the photo <laughs> yeah I know that's literally how I feel but um oh thank you so much Shelby this was so much fun chatting can you share with everyone like where they can find you and where they can keep up with like if you like post more wedding stuff like I'm really invested now in your whole okay. wedding saga <laughs> It's funny because I'm like, oh, maybe I should share more, but like yeah. nothing really like has happened beyond like booking vendors, but maybe I should talk about it more. Yes. Just like the stress of it. Please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm on Instagram at Shelby Farm D. I also have a blog, um, which is just shelbyfarmd.com. Um, I used to be on TikTok. My TikTok, I got logged out of it. Like I forgot my password oh, no. and then it got deleted. Oh, no. So I'm 
working on getting back on TikTok, but I like post my old TikToks and like new videos on my Instagram. So that's like my main place that I'm at most of the time. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting. This was so much fun and we'll just keep following along on your journey. I'm excited to see how your wedding yeah. unfolds and I'll Same. keep you You're updated. Keep, keep me posted on yours. I will. I'll let you know once I pick a country. <laughs> And if, and if you read Fourth Wing, you've got to let me know. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I totally will. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you like what you heard. And I'll see you guys next time.